Dear Cheap Astronomy, Is space really empty? Well, the universe is filled with stars, planets and galaxies, but sure, all the big gaps between those things are mostly empty. Although, let's not forget dark matter. It's likely to have a wider and denser distribution than visible matter, since we think there's four times more of it than there is of light matter. But all we can really say is we think, since we can't see dark matter, and we don't actually know what it is. Anyhow, space is mostly empty, but not a total vacuum. A good rule of thumb is that in very empty intergalactic space, you might find an average of one particle of visible matter per cubic metre. Interstellar space within galaxies might contain a few more particles than that. These particles would mostly be hydrogen and helium in the form of ions, atoms or small molecules, and sometimes you might find heavier elements, perhaps flung out from a supernova or some cosmic collision. In interplanetary space, such as within the solar system, you'll also find a few more particles in the form of stellar wind. But despite all that, and even with dark matter included, space is still pretty darn empty. And we can say with a high degree of confidence that if you are in space, and you step outside your spaceship without a space suit, you'll die. Not just from the lack of breathable gas, but also from the close-to-zero pressure, which will make all your body fluids boil as all the dissolved gases bubble out. So you really do need a pressure suit, not just an oxygen mask, to survive. So, again, space is very nearly empty, and even if it's not quite empty, is that a problem? Well, the folks at Breakthrough Starshot think it is where they are trying to come up with a plan for how we could send observation probes to Alpha Centauri within a lifetime, by aiming for a speed of around 20% of the speed of light in order to get there in about 20 years, followed by another 4.4 years to radio the data back to Earth. The plan is to have tiny spacecraft attached to laser-propelled sails, The tiny spacecraft have no other means of propulsion. They're pretty much just a camera and a transmitter on a sail. But if space isn't completely empty, then having them collide into something at 20% of the speed of light can't be good, but apparently it may not be catastrophic. The modelling done by the Breakthrough team suggests that the main damage caused by collisions with hydrogen and helium particles will just be heating where the collision will ionise atoms and dissociate small molecules, releasing their binding energy. So essentially a spacecraft travelling at 20% of the speed of light acts like a particle collider, smashing atoms as it goes. Of course, that atom smashing involves both what the spacecraft hits and also the spacecraft itself. So such collisions do cause minor surface degradation down to maybe a tenth of a millimetre, which should be within tolerable limits. However, if such a little spacecraft hit a speck of dust bigger than 15 microns, which is about the size of a red blood cell, there would be surface destruction down to a depth of 1 to 2 millimetres 
with probably more melting beneath that. So for a small compact bundle of high technology, that could be game over. However, on the bright side, while collisions with tiny hydrogen and helium particles are almost inevitable over light years of distance, it's estimated that hitting an actual speck of dust is quite unlikely. Apparently 10 to the power of 50 to 1 against over the distance between Earth and Alpha Centauri. But, and there's always a but, those collisions with tiny hydrogen and helium particles are still a problem since each collision and the tiny particulate explosion that results imparts a tiny change in momentum. And over a 20-year trip covering more than four light years of distance, that could start adding up to quite a significant change in trajectory. The team speculates that lots of little collisions across different parts of the spacecraft might all even out to not that much, but that is just speculation. Breakthrough Starshot's best risk mitigation strategy is to send a whole fleet of the little spacecraft in the hope that at least one gets through. That does sound like a plan, but perhaps the biggest challenge here is to get someone to foot the multi-billion dollar price tag for a high-risk project that won't deliver an outcome for another 25 years.